And so I would require and demand that we be very attentive because I know God has something in stock for us. Every opportunity with God is an opportunity for a change of story. And so don't take this meeting, this moment lightly. God has something to offer you. And I know you are willing to receive. If you are willing, can I hear amen? Okay, you would agree that since the arrival of our senior pastor from the long overdue vacation, he had an encounter with God that culminated into a subject of discussion that is very critical to our current survival as a people and as an individual. You recall that the subject focus had been rest, am I correct? And um, the series has been ongoing and personally I've been taking deep meditation because every instruction from God is to the profit of mankind. Now you need to understand that God does not need us for anything. We are the one that needs him for everything. There's so much God will do without you. So much he can do without you. Every time God gives an instruction, it's for your personal well-being. It's for your own upkeep. It's for your profitability. God means well for us. You recall in that Jeremiah 29 verse 11, a very popular verse. He said, when I'm seated, seated on my throne and I'm thinking of awesome, the only thing that comes to mind when I remember awesome is that the thoughts that I have towards awesome is a very good one. And to make sure that the journey of awesome on earth, about 120 years minimum, that awesome will stay on earth, I want it to be a pleasurable journey. So, from the thoughts of God to your life, it desire that your life will be bliss on earth. But there's a whole lot of difference between the thoughts of God and the manifestation of his promises. And that is what we bet the idea and the need for people to be taught. Every teaching of God is to bring us closer to him. Because the more God we understand, the easier it is for us to communicate his nature. A lot of people don't know God. And some knew him very late. The recommendation of Ecclesiastes in chapter 12 is that know your God in the days of your youth. He said why? He said because of evil days that are ahead. So knowing God is one of the critical responsibility of every living being on earth. Because the more you know him, the more victorious you will be on earth. And that is why we have an institution called church. That one of the primary objectives of the church is to open God to us in teachings of his word. I can imagine that we are following a God without a Bible. The confusion of opinion of men and the views of men would have, would have decombobulated every human being. We would have been completely disarrayed. But the Bible gave everybody opportunity to know God by your personal study of the scriptures. And then the subject of rest came. When I took my time to listen to it severally, one question that refused to leave my mind, and I hope to ask us that same question this evening, is why would a subject as simple as rest, an English word as simple and practical as rest, why would it require God to teach us on it? Is there anybody seated here this evening who has not heard the word rest before? 
Is there anybody seated here this evening who would not be able to give his own personal interpretation to the language or the meaning of rest? Why would God want to make it a subject of teaching? It didn't leave my thoughts as a question. And as a while studying, it dawned on me that there is a possibility that some don't even know that rest is not an expression of recovering from fatigue. Rest is not I am tired and then I want to go and rest. That is not the rest the man of God brought to us. Do you agree with me here? Because the very first man in the entire Bible that introduced the word rest happens to be God himself. The Bible told us in Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 and when God was done with his work he rested. So the question is that did he rest because he was tired? No. No. He didn't rest because he was tired. Rest is a critical recipe and requirement for a man to stay in dominion. Show me a restless man. Then I will see, I will show you a man that is losing the battles of life. Rest is a recipe that puts you in charge of every situation of life. Every human struggle is in continuation because the knowledge of rest is missing. So I want to appeal to us, saints of God, that you are likely not to be able to make it blissfully in life, successfully in life, joyfully in life, even enjoy God if you have not come to a point where you understand the dynamics and the gifts of rest. And with that background, I am now compelled to bring our attention to some critical details that came with the message of our senior pastor while unveiling this message. So for instance, pay attention to this. Who can recall that when we started the year 2021, the word of God that came to us was what? Who can recall? Tell anybody, don't sleep. Pay attention, pay attention. It's just for the five minutes movie. I'll be done in a moment. You get it? Do you get it? Tell your neighbor, don't sleep. Just stay on him. Watch him. The word of God to us in the month, in this year, 2021, was what? Who can recall? What? <laughs> when our senior pastor came in and said, he had an account and experience with God, and God has asked him to deliver to this church. I, I will recall, good enough, by privilege, I, I remember things a lot faster than even I write it. So if I, can, if I summarize what you have ever said to me, you would think I was the one that said it originally. So I'm very good with photocopy. That day, he said, I, re I received a message to the church and also to the body of Christ. Can anybody recall that utterance? That part of the message came to the body of Christ. And I went further to say, I thought I went to America. You know, I wish I can gesticulate and imitate the facial expressions and the body language. But I'm going to have to learn comedy from Pastor Etifia. We'll probably be able to do that. He said, I thought I went to, I went on vacation. But God took me in a different thought. And then the subject of rest entered his mind. 
So while he started on Sunday, I want to bring out about three things he said, very profound, by definition. Would you recall that he said, rest is an attitude. Anybody recall that? Rest is an attitude. So when I wrote it on my notes, rest is an attitude, rest is not a destination. Rest is an attitude, not a destination. Meaning, you move around your heart, garrison with the understanding of the person inside of you is sufficient to undo every circumstances and situation both within and without. That revelation galvanizes your behavior and pattern of expression that people around you know that you are in tranquility, you are in peace, you are in a state of rest. He said rest is an attitude. And then this image came weeks after and I looked at that image. While I was preparing for the message, the image flashed back in my memory. It looked like the poised image of someone with some elegance and panache, someone that, you know, is feeling cool. But really what came to mind for me is, this is someone who is saying I'm in charge. This is someone who is saying I have dominion. So, rest is an attitude. Replay it and recall it and stay. Let's just stay with it in your thoughts. The next thing he said about rest. He said rest is a product of the voice of God. Anybody recall it? In fact, he brought that scripture from Deuteronomy. Rest is a product of what? The voice of God. And the next thing he said, is that rest is a product of the word of God. Now those are the things that stayed with me. Not the, what I've just said is not a representation of all he said. But those are the things that stayed with my own mind. Rest is an attitude. Rest is the voice of God. And rest is the word of God. And I have held on to those three things. And it has changed my disposition to a situation in a way that if I had remembered this message in January, it would have been different. Now, what is the connection between rest and the instruction of January? You know, when he told us in January, it's going to be our year of dependability. Please. When you depend on God, by default, would you not be at rest? No, no, you're not getting it. If you understood the message in January, when God gave the message, I, only, I mean, little did we know that all he was saying by total dependence on him is that it's time for you to what? Take a pause of rest from January. If you depend on God, you will rest. If you have experienced trouble this year and you have, um, you have, um, you have overreacted or you have shouted or you have been discouraged, it's simply because you never understood this. This evening, I want to extend the message a little further on the subject of rest. And I have titled this one, The Enemy of Rest. Did you see that? The Enemies of Rest. Every prophetic word of God will always have a counter-opposition. Every prophetic word of God would always come with a counter-opposition. If God says, I will bless you, the counter-opposition from the camp of the enemy is that you will never be blessed. Everything God says will be contended by the forces of darkness. When God gives you a word, it is not in your place to just go and sleep. 
there is something you must do for you to announce the potential of that word. If you decide to flash your mind back to all the various instructions God has given us this year, 2021, some have benefited from it, some are still trying to understand it. I have made up my mind to understand this rest, and let me give you one of the good reasons. Now, listen to this truth. The current economic forecast of 2022 is not sincerely sounding very good. Okay, so imagine truly they decide to remove the subsidy from our fuel. And the forecast is saying that petroleum will be sold at 340 naira per liter. From 165, 62. So now imagine you wake up in February because the implementation is projected towards February. How much do you think it, the cost of transport will be? What do you think would be the cost of buying food? Right now, people are complaining that the bag of rice is like 200% the price. I told myself today that if we don't stay on this rest message, because if God speaks now, it's because he has seen the future. I heard every word he speaks now is to prepare you for that tomorrow that you have not arrived at. So I beg you, find your own way to understand this rest. So that you don't complain, you don't murmur, and you don't find yourself in a state where you will compromise the name of God. Nobody should blame God for year 2021 because he told us, depend on me. And the close of the year, he came back and said, it's time to rest. I can tell you, sincerely speaking, this subject of rest, it might not be for this December alone. It might be a preparation for year 2022. Just as, as we thought we were wrapping up with COVID-19, only for them to show up one morning and said another variant is in town called Omkran. And as of today or yesterday, they said they have found two of it in the country. Ladies and gentlemen, our coping mechanism as a, as a citizen, I don't know how much stretch we can take. But you know the good news? There might be struggle in Egypt. There might be pain in Egypt. There might be famine. But there is a place where God keeps his tabernacle. Who knows the name of that place? Go shame. I can tell you here, saints of God, to be a citizen of Goshen, you must understand the revelation of rest. Rest is not an English word, it's the nature of God. Rest in the midst of storm, rest in the midst of bad news, rest in the midst of everything going topsy turvy. It's the nature that you must grab quickly. And that's why I brought this word in continuation as instructed. To say rest. So let me let me let me drop the pulse a bit. Let me drop the pressure a bit. Let me drop the temperature and let's interact. So let's come to the elementary conversation. And I ask a question that I've written down here. The question is as simple as three people should just answer me in your own way. Why do we need rest? Why do we need to rest? Why do we need this rest concept? Why? I will give you my four reasons. You can add yours to it. But why do we really need to rest? But maybe I should even ask it this way. How many of us really, really need rest of God? How many of us need rest from God? Saints of God, Nigerians are enduring a lot. Just yesterday, Canada added Nigeria to the list of those that are banned. Am I correct? Did you read it in news? 
They're just compounding the pressure and pressure. But you know the good news here? You are a child of God. You have a nature of God. You are in Goshen. Nothing will befall you. Where others are saying there's a casting down, you will say there is a lifting up. I didn't get a good amen there. So why do we need to rest? Anybody? I just need three people to give me their own answer. They want to help me out. Why do we need to rest? Why do you need rest? Rest is not the same thing as sleeping. Sleeping is not rest. Rest is not that you are tired from walking. Why do you need to rest? All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Well, Matthew eleven twenty eight tells us that Jesus was saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor mm-hmm. and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Truly, the, the race of life can be very laborious. Sometimes it can be very overwhelming where we think it through how we can really make it, but very difficult within ourselves. So Jesus himself opens that door to tell us if you come to the place of weariness, if you come to the place where we feel heavy laden, we can always come to him and he will definitely give us that rest. Fantastic. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Can please celebrate him? I appreciate him. When you get to a point where you have lost your energy, you have lost your zest, you have lost your sense of interest, your taste board is going sour, and everything is just looking like it's not making sense again. And how many people can relate to it what Pastor Sefer just said that people get to a point of real frustration, real tiredness, real fatigue, real confusion, real weariness, real discouragement, all these so-called negative vices. I mean, if you can connect with that, anybody can reason with that. Have you ever been discouraged before? Some have been so discouraged that they don't even feel like coming to church. You need rest. Some people are looking older than their age, not because they really want to grow old, but the pressure inside their system, the pressure, marital pressure, work pressure, economic pressure, emotional pressure, they are aging so fast. Somebody say, I need rest. Say, Lord, give me rest. Another person that wants to give me a reason why we really need rest. Another person? All right. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. So, I realized that in our little time here on earth, yeah. there are a lot of plans we have made for our lives and different phases that we need to go through. But in the bit of going through those phases, there are distractions, distractions that come part time. So those distractions would steer us or steer people away from God's original plan. That's the keynote. Distractions steering people away from God's original plan. But once we get the rest of God in God, then we have a perfect um, a per- praise the Lord Hallelujah. the question is why do we need rest yes sir I'm going to answer it with another question the question is do we have a choice do we have a choice yeah. the reason why is even in this year if you look at the dollar and the naira rate, it went from 345 to 5 
75. Wow. So if you earn in maybe 10,000 naira, then, and you still earn 10,000 naira now, that means that your money has lost about half of its value. So the question is, do we really have any other choice than to rest in God? Very good. Very good. Do we have another choice? You know, one of the quite um, interesting things or fascinating things about this subject is that it's very practical. It's very relatable. Absolutely relatable. Very practical subject. Uh, um, I, I walk on the street of Lagos. And I've, asked, I've seen people, and just to answer my pastor's question, that do we have a choice? Can I be honest with you? Being on the streets, people are creating alternative for the arrest. Now, I had never imagined the affront a lot of people are doing now just to survive. I would not have imagined it when I was 16 or 17. But this is not the meeting for that. People are creating drastic, terrible means of surviving in this very difficult time. And as far as they are concerned, results is their own definition of rest. Results of their pursuit is their definition of rest. But what we have as understanding here, rest is not a destination as it were. It's a consistent attitude of God inside of you. Knowing that no matter what life throws at you, it will bounce off on the nature of God inside of you. My brother has said something. I need someone to key into what he said over there. He said, when a man is restless, it would almost be impossible for that person to achieve his potentials. Financially down, emotionally disarrayed, it would be difficult for that person to stay connected with his vision and purpose in life. And then you hear things like, Rest looks like the ultimate provision of God to prepare us for our journey in life. Now pay attention to what Hebrews said. That's what I'm going to start off right now. My own first reason why we need rest. Since a promise remains of entering his rest. Hebrews 4 verse 1. Therefore, since a promise, meaning God promised you rest. Since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us what? Fear, lest any of you seem to have what? Come short. Do you feel short of rest this evening? Are you wondering why is there so much noise and disarray around me? This is the reason. You are short of the volume and the quantity and the quality of rest that requires that is required of you to overcome. I have seen people who sleep on fantastic bed, yet they can't sleep. I have seen people, I'm not a medical doctor, but I know one truth for fact. If your mind is settled in peace, tranquility, it will be almost impossible for you to be a victim of high blood pressure. Am I correct here? Do you have an idea of how many people 
die of high blood pressure every day. Now, are you aware that some people cannot leave their houses without drug of high blood pressure in their wallets, in their bag? They survive literally on those drugs to keep the pressure calm. Meanwhile, the provision of heaven is if you understand the dynamics of God's nature as it provides rest, no, no high blood pressure will threaten your life. So this subject is important to our survival. Is God ordained? You must desire it. You must demand it. You must implement it. And I say today, any force or anyone from anywhere or any situation that is designed to frustrate your rest, God will rain judgment on them. We can't go to find life without rest. We can't. In fact, no nation will do well when the citizens are restless. Rest is important. I give you the second reading. Listen to what John said. John 14, 27. Another reason why we need rest. John 14, 27 said, My peace I leave with you. Such as the world. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Let not what? Your heart. Question will not tear you apart. Some have lost their peace the moment they enter 1st of December. Because they are doing what we call audit of life. They are comparing themselves. They are competing with themselves. We need rest. And the Lord shall give us rest. Let me give you another reason why we need rest. Matthew 6, 34. And while they respond, the problem no they finish. Look at what Matthew 6, 34 said. He said, therefore, tomorrow we worry about tomorrow. But really, in practical terms, who really worries about tomorrow? We are the ones. But is that what the scripture said we worry about? He said tomorrow, what does that mean in literal sense? Leave tomorrow for tomorrow. All you have is what? Today. Make best of today. When tomorrow comes, God will handle tomorrow. He said tomorrow we worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow we worry about his own thing. Sufficient for what? Is what? Enough trouble. So, the only way to escape this scripture is not to be born on earth. The moment you are alive on earth, if you know this scripture. Number three reason why you need rest. It's a rest is the cure for anxiety. Your scripture in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Can we have Philippians 4, 6 to 7 very quickly? Rest is the cure for anxiety. There's nobody here that is not anxious about anything. Anxious about it. As our faces are different, so is the issues on our mind. He said, be anxious for nothing. So as I'm speaking, if you're anxious for anything, you have defied the scripture. You are a disobedient child of this scripture. If you're anxious about the Christmas that is 25th, about what you will wear, this scripture, you have disobeyed it. If you're anxious about what you eat, what you will eat when you get back home, this scripture, you have disobeyed it. Am I the author of this scripture? No. Have you read this scripture before? Yes. Why are you not obeying it? Be anxious for nothing. But what? In everything. By what? By worry? By prayer and what? Supplication? With thanksgiving? Let your request be made known to God. Please read verse 7. 
get to verse 7. He said, and what? In, I think on Sunday, pastor used the same word, peace and rest, interchangeably. And the peace of God, which what? Which you cannot explain. And someone is wondering, the, the, the boat is about to capsize. The man is sleeping inside of it. How do you explain it in our current day? If you can still explain the situation, then the peace of God has not taken over your heart. Somebody needs to know that God is in control of his destiny. God is not asleep on your matter. He said, I am a God that does not sleep nor slumber. And you want to keep vigil on him. If this scripture is true to you, it's because you have understood that God is a God of rest. Number four reason why you need rest. Rest is needed to properly position us to allow God to take over the battle. Remember that scripture? In the book of Psalm 46 verse 10. He said, be still. And then what will happen? Then you will know that I'm what? I'm God. You are fighting alone. That's why it appears you are acting overwhelmed. I knew a man in the Bible who happens to be his name. His name is Adam. Adam was looking for a wife or sleeping in the midst of the storm. So, rather than searching for a wife, the man slept. And when he slept, he gave God the opportunity to handle the matter. Oga, maybe you should sleep. This is your worry. Will my child graduate? What will happen to me? I need a baby. I need a husband. All these things you are thinking. Can you go and sleep and let God walk? Anybody have been to a theater before where they are doing surgery? There is something they call anesthetics. Am I correct? What is the purpose of anesthetics? To make you inactive. You are too active. And God is finding it difficult to get involved. God is thinking. Pause. You are saying no. Ah, time is going. Have you seen people put God under pressure before? And they are asking God to give them peace. God, give me peace. Give me right now. Give me patience. Right now, right now. Give me the patience. Right now. If you don't give me patience, Lord, I will not. What are you asking God? What are you behaving? Tell your neighbor, the problem has not come to stay. Let God handle it. Let God handle it. It will go. And this too shall come to pass. Having established four reasons why you need rest, then we need to understand how do you get rest? And I'll give you another four reasons how to get rest. But before I roll out my own four reasons, anybody wants to share with us the pathway to rest? Anybody? What are the things you can do to increase your rest level? How do you access rest? Because we need it. We can't survive too long. I mean, I have seen men that you, they don't need to say a word. From the look on their face, you know they are restless. Their hair will be bushy. Their clothes will be scattered. Everything will be dirty. You know this one needs rest. So we need rest, man. If you keep hearing the news of Nigeria, you can lose your rest. One of the shortest cuts to depression is to discuss Nigeria. Just open your mouth and say, eh, or Nigeria, I give you in less than 30 minutes, depression will catch up. I know what I realized. It is a strategic wickedness of the enemy that this whole thing is targeted at believers. Because you know you are the only one who will keep your integrity, you will not compromise. And then you also need to survive. But good enough, everything we need to survive, God has made provision for it. Peter said, I have given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. The day the revelation of rest enters your heart, nothing will move you again. You will move everything. What is the pathway to rest? Who can give me options? 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, sir. <laughs> Pathway to achieve it. Anybody? I have four to give you. Okay? Praise God. Hallelujah. Good evening, church. Good evening. Yeah, I believe rest cannot be um, articulated on emptiness. So, for you to actually have rest, you must be able to have a background of something. So, the word of God is a background or a backbone to rest. Praise God. Hallelujah. Fantastic. True. True. Okay, then you look for a higher solution. Fantastic. Fantastic. Like I said to myself, Steve, control what you can control, leave what you cannot control. Very correct. Any other pathway to rest? Yeah. Um, there's this part of the scripture. The Beatitudes, Matthew 5, verse 3, okay. from the message translation. It says, You are blessed at the end of your rope. So imagine you having, sorry, imagine you having a rope at the end of a cliff and you know there's nothing else. The Bible is saying, You are blessed, for with less of you, there is more of God. Hmm. That's the message translation. So I think a pathway to God's rest. Is less of us and more of him. Less of you, less of you and more, and of, God. more of God. Yes. Is a pathway to rest, correct? I just hope we're not clapping. Because when we all step out of this door, our sister said, The thing you are thinking that you could not solve, why don't you just drop it and sleep? And then the person said, I tried to sleep. The sleep did not come. There are people who literally live on Valium to sleep. This is a serious subject that has killed too many people. Now, now I understand why they will write it on people's tomb. Rest in peace. Since you refuse to rest while you are alive, now go and rest. Let's hear another how to rest. With God's instruction. And you expect rest to locate you. It's impossible. Alright, let me give you my own four ways to it. The first one is rest must be learned. You learn rest. You would assume it's automatic. You assume, you, you assume that you are born to just become it. No. If you read that scripture, the one Pastor Tefia quoted, that Matthew eleven twenty eight, you will see one of the lines there that says, learn from me. And that's why a senior pastor has taken up on, on, upon himself to teach us. Don't assume you know it. You learn rest. Come to me. First instruction. How are you who are labor and heavy laden? And I will what? Give you rest. Go further, please. The next verse, please. Because he's seated. Sometimes I see him come out of his office with so much on his mind. Even sometimes when he's seated there, particularly when the sound is not going well. And he says, with that state as a natural baby, will carry that mood and command. But once pastor steps here, trust me, it is length. Learn from me. Learn it from me. How? For I am gentle and lowly in heart. The current level of rest you have is to the extent you have exposed yourself to the knowledge of it. The next storm, the next storm, to yesterday, a better event was conducted by one of the generals in this country. And I, I, I could not explain how the man stood still while the whole event was going on, these guys are not our mates. They know something about how God works. He said, we do not mourn as unbelievers. They have mastered rest in the midst of storm. 
And someone said, but let them be human. No, no, God is not human. You have a divine nature. Humans can be restless. Gods are restful. I remember the scripture, and ye are gods. So don't behave like an ordinary man. Learn rest. You learn it. You leave this service today and go and ask yourself, first call that mountain here. Mountain, come here. Who is your mate? You can't finish me. I will finish you. I will master what it takes to overcome you. You learn rest. The second thing you do is that you are deliberate in enforcing rest. Hebrews chapter 4. Remember that scripture in Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 1 down. He said you labor. You are deliberate about enforcing rest. I refuse to be moved. The most set of human being that I, I, when I get to heaven I will ask them how did you do it? Will be Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They stood before this burning furnace. In their literal eye, they saw the man who was supposed to take them inside the fire. They saw the man drop dead. And before then, prior then, they had looked at Nebuchadnezzar's eyeball. They had called him King Nebuchadnezzar respectfully. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow down to this thing. Yeah, what? It was not one of them. Three of them, how they coordinated their thoughts and magic with such force, I don't understand yet. They looked at him and said, we will not bow down. By the time Nebuchadnezzar threatened them to increase the furnace, listen to the thing he said to them. They said, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, before we called you king, now, no, you have, you have behaved out of line. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, this bow we will not bow. And, and in case you think it's because we are Hebrew children, no, that's not the secret. Even if God, do you know the day a believer will get to a point and say, you are saying I don't have a child. You are saying I don't have a husband. It doesn't change the faithfulness of my God. Even if I die on this earth without a child, God is still God. Ha! That is the man that has labored into rest. You know what? There is When a man gets to that point, there is nothing men can say to scorn you that will move you. They are still saying you are wearing one shoe. And because of that, you are crying. You have not entered that rest. Nothing a mortal man can say that will move a man. Who has understood the laboring into rest? How is your humanity is the reason why you are vulnerable to the issues of life? You are too human for God. You are too human. You are too honestly, everything moves you. That's why you are moving nothing. Hey, you didn't greet me in church. You didn't come to church. Imagine something as fickle as that, something as petty as that. Say they didn't greet you. And you can't move anything with that mindset now. Number three reason, pathway to rest. Isaiah 57 verse 2 says, you must be addicted to the love of God. Love addiction. In my early days, we called them fanatics. They are fanatical about God. Isaiah 57 verse 2 established that. And the third, the fourth one is kingdom service, 52 verse 7. Now let us go to this focus of today, the enemies of rest. Every statement, no. You are a product of defeat already. So I'm going to ask you again. What would you say from your experience in life so far are some of the major adversaries or enemies of rest? I realize that the pathway to divinity is understanding this concept of rest. Because only God can remain immovable in the midst of what moves other men. 
And he said, we are a God like him. He cried, do now. And I said, the day you will set your eyes on my tears again, that I will cry because of a uh, miscarriage, I will tear my Bible. The day. You know what? Some of you should start to embarrass the devil. You cry too much and you make the devil laugh. The more you are laughing, the more the devil cries. You know that's the way it works. And I said I will never cry on that matter again. And she seated over there and not just that I will never cry, I will never pray about it again. And I never did. But she kept praying. Maybe God heard her. Yeah, I didn't pray again. Because I will never be bothered about what man cannot do. Whatever God cannot do, let it remain undone. What God cannot give me, let it remain ungiving. If there's a word like that. And then she cried. She prayed. And God heard the prayer. Because I saw two people in the Bible. One was crying for solution. The other, one was praying to God for solution. The other was crying because he was a baby. God ignored the prayer of the mother and listened to the baby that was crying. So what exactly moves God? Your humanity can be a problem here. Who can tell me one of the enemies of rest? There is one major one. Nobody should forget that one. Yeah. Um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, one of the enemies of flesh, is, uh, one of the enemies of rest is flesh. It's flesh. It's flesh. I was deliberate to emphasize that. Because um, in the beginning, the Bible said that we were created in the image and in the likeness of God. Of God. True. So, in the image of God, there is no unrest. There is no um, most of these things that we go through. But the fall of man, actually, when man fell in the garden, and this tampered with the image of God, you know. So that's why Christ came, so that we continue to study the Word, study Christ, and that image, that uh, that's the flesh. The flesh will go away and will give room for the spirit to dominate. So we live mostly in the flesh. One of the enemies of rest is your is flesh. I totally agree with you. The voices you hear inside your head forms the conversation you have within you. One of the greatest enemies from personal experience of rest is the inner voices. Example. The way I'm going now, am I really going to make it? Excuse me, who is talking? Was it you? Who are you responding to? Who was talking to you? As I'm talking right now, some people are thinking. When they are talking within them. That this, this, this money matter. How is it going to end? The voices within. It has, it has pushed men to personal suicide. I have never been opportune to interview someone who attempted suicide. But the books I've read, they will answer you and say, something just said I should go. And I killed myself. Right now, the greatest contention of rest is the inner voices you hear within you. Why can't you sleep at night? Because one of the requirements for sleep is that your mind must shut down to sleep, true or false. 
Your mind must be empty to be able to sleep. Why is the mind not empty? Some information is passing through it that is keeping that mind awake. And that automatically translates into what? Restlessness. The voices within. So I said to myself, what do you do about the voices within? Let me give you my answer. Have you read the scripture about David that said, David said this to himself. He said, why so cast down? Oh, my soul. Put your trust in God. At the time David said that, friends, David was not talking to anybody. He was, not, he was talking to himself. The cure to inner voice is external expression. Speak to yourself. Trust me, speak to yourself. It works. Steve, it is well with you. You are shouting within. You shout from without. One shout will supersede the other. He was saying this to himself. If you let that inner voice supersede the voice of your own, trust me, you will remain restless. And from restlessness, fear and panic will enter the heart. Don't stay quiet, saints of God. When you feel totally overwhelmed by the situation, it's time for you to open your mouth and start to decree and declare. Psalm 2 said, I will declare, I will decree what he has declared upon me. The voices within. A terrible enemy of rest. Yes, sir. The reason why I, I would agree with you is that if Jesus Christ can encourage himself, I'm sure there were voices he was saying to himself, encouraging himself. So we also need to say the same thing to encourage ourselves yeah. in these situations. Yes, sir. All right, there's another hand over there. Thank you, sir. Please celebrate our pastor. Good evening, Sean. I, I think this um, topic of rest is very, very important to our Christian lives. I, I remember the time uh, a senior pastor ministered um, rest. I've been meditating on these topics for since uh, pastor started. Rest. Anybody can attempt to rest on God. Sometimes we even we, we play with it. But the truth about the matter is that like pastor said, that rest will be tested. Yeah. And why David was confident at confronting Goliath was because he knew the God that he serves. True. We can't rest on the God that we do not know. True. And if you know, understand our God very well, that he will never forsake us. Like the Hebrew guys, they knew that God will deliver them. Yeah. So when we are resting on the Lord, Panic will come, environmental influence will come, but the big picture is that that God can never disappoint me. And that's what I've used in the past few weeks. There were things that were staring at me like this, but I chose to see God rather than the problem because I actually trust Him that He would never fail me yeah. until we have that understanding that because God knew you would go through that problem. That He said, 
come unto me, you that are heavy. He knew a time will come, all this problem will come. This problem has been there. It will come. It, they are just there. But he has provided the rest for us. So, for me, the number one key enemy of not resting is not knowing God that we serve. Once we know him and trust him that you can deliver at any time, we continue to rest, no matter what the environmental is saying. Mm. Thank you. The revelation of God is what would naturally bet the understanding of our rest. The more God you know, the more restful you are. That's exactly what he's saying, and that's what we have established. But we are looking at the impact of voices within as a critical contention for the voice of rest in our lives. Now, when you are dealt with the voice within, there are also voices without. There are people who are looking at your wristwatch. They are not wearing the watch for you. They are, they, they, the watch is in their own hand. And they are saying, by now, are you not supposed to... You know what they, they are saying to you? And discern and select voices to pay attention to. Believe me, saints of God, from personal experience, you will move through life with a sense of dominion. I imagine if every criticism, everything they say about some people, they pay attention to it, you will sink with time. Look at the way it's run. I mean, I was a young man then, way back on campus as a preacher, and then I used to make this example, that if you listen to everybody, you will not get to the, to the destination. It's like an example of a man who is running a race, and the spectators are saying, look at his leg, look at the way he's running. And all of a sudden, you heard what one of them said from the stand. You can look at the God perceive me. The ultimate voice of rest is the voice of God, true or false. So, nobody has a right of final, final verdict until God has spoken. The voice. Number two, enemy of rest. This one sounds very simple yet powerful. And it is a reason why many people in their numbers are so restless. Can I be honest with you, saints of God? Have you asked yourself, why do they call it service? Say Sunday service, midweek service. Where is the word service from? Have you wondered about that? I came today to service my car here. Don't avoid the garden of the saints. Because in the house of God, there is life. Now, except you want to lie to me or you sincerely just want not to give me a necessary appreciation. In the past 45 minutes that we've been talking, have you gained something or not? You have. Something has been, has been activated in you to say, no, now, my life was not designed for trouble to overwhelm it. I'm supposed to overcome trouble. Psalm Isaiah 48 verse 22. There are two of these verses, this, this, this instruction in Isaiah. One is in 48 verse 22. One is in 57, 20 to 21. Instruction that says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. If they shut down the church for two years in Nigeria, cut me. Under two years, they shut down the church. Nigeria will go in flame. Nigeria will go in flame. What you saw October 20 answers will be nothing compared to what will happen. Let me give you one of the reasons. Somebody perhaps came into church this evening with vengeance and the will to retaliate and deal with somebody. 
While the message was going on, the man of God said, learn to forgive and forget. Because when you forgive and forget, you will have increase in peace of mind. When you forgive and forget, you have handovered the matter to me. That person will listen to that word and for that reason, he will change his mind from vengeance. Am I correct? Now, by default of his own change of mind, the person he wanted to go and deal with will have peace of mind. Somebody came to church. I mean, we have had the testimony. So somebody came to church that after this service, I will go and commit suicide. And he came to church that Sunday morning and the man of God said, God has a purpose for your life. No matter what you're dealing with, it's just for a short while. By this time tomorrow, you will wake up with a testimony. Do you know what that pastor said? That man of God said, could change the mind of that one that was about to commit suicide and he will not commit suicide again. So, imagine in a moment, they shut down church for two years. We are not hearing word of inspiration. We are not hearing word of encouragement. We are not hearing word of hope. In two years, we will kill ourselves. Do you know how you are feeling right now? You will go back home and you are encouraged. You are inspired. That hopeless situation, you feel you can confront it because you came to church. Look at what he said here. He said, not for... No, this is not the one. The one. Give me the Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah Isaiah made so much of sense to me to my heart. Isaiah 48 verse 22. Now, this is a common habit for so many people. You can't survive by yourself. He said, there is no peace says the Lord for who? For the wicked. There is no peace says the Lord for the wicked. Because it is likely that the wicked will not come to church. But if the wicked shows up in church, it is very possible that while the man of God will be preaching, for you to assess the peace and the rest of God, you need to have given your life to Christ. Come forward. Would that person remain a wicked person? No. No. Every changes in your life, it didn't happen in the four walls of your classroom. The best of education most of us got is in school. But not if you are sending a church like, like Grace Assembly. You know, I've said this before. If you have never been to the four walls of any, any formal institution and you are in Grace Assembly for four years, somebody will think you are a graduate. With the quality of information, the quality of response, the quality of responsibility, an excellent environment. Now you want to close down church for two years or you, you choose to leave church I mean, stay away from church for two years. You are likely not to survive it. So I bring you a word of encouragement today. Give me Isaiah 57, 20 to 21. As I bring this message to a close. Isaiah 57, 20 to 21. The enemies of rest is to take you away from the presence of God. But the wicked are like the troubled sea. When it cannot what? Rest. Whose water cast on men and death? Go forward. 21. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. 22. Oh, that's 21. Yeah. Um, 20 to 21. There is no peace again, he says, for the wicked. Yo, Jeremiah says you will flourish in the house of God. It's in the house of God. Nothing should stop you from coming to church, saints of God. If you can't come physically, there is provision for what? Online. It sounds like a very simple enemy. But believe me, it's a destructive enemy. Whatever can take you away from God's presence will eventually take away your peace and rest. The last enemy of rest is wrong company. Wrong company. Wrong company. 
wrong company, wrong association. Wrong association. Wrong association will give you a problem with contentment. Wrong association will give you a problem with competition. Wrong association will give you a problem with comparison. If you move with the dog, after a while you behave like one. If you move with the saints, after a while it will rub over you. Your current association is your source of restlessness. Check it out. Whatever you are dealing with now that is making your heart restless, check the next person close to you. Is that, is that person is influencing it or is a party to it? Also, you are with your friends. So, your friends, they just don't like to go to church on Sunday. Where you live, you are the only one that will wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to church. Trust me, after a while, the day economic reason shows up why you can't come, you won't come again. Association can take away your rest. Wrong association. Wrong company. Wrong people you're dealing with. Wrong business partners. They can tamper with your rest. And that is the bulk of the instruction you saw in Isaiah chapter 50, 57, 20, and 21, and 48. Now, I want to show you something in Psalm 92, verse 13, and that will be my last scripture for tonight. Psalm 92, verse 13. Psalm 92, verse 13. Those who are planted in the house of what? Shall what? And where? Not those who are planted in their houses, oh. Because there is a debate going on on the streets. Church, 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 church. No. Father, I heard someone lately say, whether you pray or fast, you will never get step out of poverty. I said, no, prayer and fasting is not antidote to poverty. It's a source of life to us. You need to understand that church is the house of God and my house shall be called the house of prayer if you come here every day you will flourish if you come here saints of God my prayer tonight if there's anything that has been troubling your heart has been tampering with your rests in this service tonight they will receive the judgment of God I pray for us tonight that their heart to learn rest, their heart to enforce rest, that grace will come upon us in the name of the Lord Jesus. From tonight, we will enter a new realm of rest. As the year comes to an end, we will express rest all around us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. If you have been blessed, can I hear amen?